always looks out for me. Jehovah Jireh, yes, he is. says the word was made flesh the word of God is much more than mere communication through language the word is personal the word is interactive and the word is alive amen we not only have the Bible or the word of God but we have the word made flesh that now lives in us by the Holy Ghost amen we're not just like everybody else because we have a certain word in an uncertain world do you know what is worse than not having information? Having misinformation, but believing it to be true and rearranging your life because of it spiritually, emotionally, and so on. Yeah, I know not having the information is bad, but some I'm just going to be honest with you. You, you. you don't realize, but there's a lot of propaganda going on. You need to sometimes tune out, amen, all the propaganda. You need to turn off the media. You need to get into the Word. You need to have a, have a little talk with Jesus, amen. That's what's going to make everything all right. Well, I can tell you something that's for sure. I can tell you something that's for certain. The Word of God. We have a certain Word. Amen. In an uncertain world. That's why we've got to spend time with God. We've got to spend time with His Word. We've got to communicate with Him. Amen. We need to lock into a certain Word. Because there's so much uncertainty going on around us right now. But outside of God, everything is uncertain. Outside of God, everything is unsure. But within Him, amen, we have everything that we need. The Scripture says in Him we live and we move and we have our being. Everything that we need is bound up in the certain word. If you've got a certain word in an uncertain world. You know what? You need to tune out all the noise because no matter what happens today, tomorrow, or the next day, God has allowed it. He's not surprised. Levi, he is not surprised. Isaac, he is not surprised. God knows what's about to happen. God knows what's going to happen tomorrow. He knows what's going to happen the next day. He, he is not surprised by anything. Amen. And he can turn things around with just one word because the scripture says that he has all authority. Jesus said all power in heaven and earth have been given unto me. Come on somebody, we've got a certain word and Jesus can just speak the word. It doesn't matter what sickness is. It doesn't matter what disease is. Come on somebody, we've got a certain word and we know God is in control. This man says, hey, uh, if you'll just speak the word. I understand how authority works. I understand how this, this, this should go. And, and you have control over everything. So he said, you don't even have to come in person. He said, you just have to speak a word. Why? Because of the authority in the word. I wonder if, if we could get a hold of this today. This, this, this guy from outside of Israel, he said, I don't even need you to come into my house. I just need you to speak the word. And here we have a word. We have a word. We, we have a word. Amen. This word, if I'm having trouble in my marriage, I've got a word. If, I, if I've got sickness in my body, I've got a word. If I've got financial struggle, I've got a word. If I've got an addiction, I've got a word. Come on, somebody. If I'm having trouble all around me and there's trouble all beside me, amen, I've got a word. And if you'll just speak the word. I know how this works, Jesus. I know how it works. All you have to do is speak a word. And then I've got a certain word. In my uncertainty, I've got a certain word. And fear is your faith in the enemy. I know you've heard that before, but fear is your faith in the enemy. And what you need to do if you've got fear that's running your life right now is you need to get a hold of that certain word. Amen. Hey, amen. Just, just one word from him. 
And you can take God at His Word. The principles of God's Word can come alive in your life.
Hey, this is Pastor AJ Dummett. I'm so thankful that you are tuning in online and you are keeping up with what's going on. God has been so very good to us and we're excited. Amen. We're going to have a great Sunday service and uh, God has given me a message about not looking back. And so we are going to be talking about that today. If you have been uh, a little bit down or discouraged or you've been thinking about giving up, this is the message for you. You want to tune in today. God is going to do some incredible things in your life and we look forward to what God is going to do. We're going to give God glory. We're going to see God move in a special way. Thank you so much for joining us uh, for the, the Shift series. And today our message is going to be Don't Look Back.
Welcome, I'm Pastor AJ Dummett. Thank you so much for joining us today. For the past few weeks, we have been discussing the shift that is taking on in the body of Christ. And we've been discussing how our thinking and our uh, attitude needs to change to match what God is doing right now in the world. In our first week of the series, we discussed how if the oil is low, we don't go that we need to realize as a church that Jesus is coming soon and there needs to be an urgency in us that we are not only ready, but we're telling other people and helping other people to get ready. The second week of the shift series, we talked about uh, and we realized that Jesus thinks that we are worth it. And he made a way for the church now to be able to tell the whole world this glorious gospel, the most wonderful news that he's risen, that he loves us and that he is returning for us. And then uh, last week we received a certain word in an uncertain world. No matter how crazy things get, no matter how uncertain things may get, we have a firm foundation. We have a solid rock and that rock is Jesus Christ and we have his word to guide us. Today, I'm on a mission to help you be successful. I've got a message that is going to empower you to do everything that God has prepared for you to do. It's really simple. Get on the straight and narrow path with Jesus Christ and don't look back. Amen. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for our time together today. I pray, God, that you would speak and uh, speak to us through your word. Help us to receive it, to embrace it. And God, we will give you all the glory and all the praise for what you're going to do in the next few moments. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated if you're not already. On February the 19th, 1519, the Spanish explorer Hernan Cortez set sail for Mexico with an entourage of 11 ships, 13 horses, 110 sailors, and 553 soldiers. When he got there, the indigenous population was approximately 5 million people. From a purely mathematical standpoint, the odds were stacked against him by a ratio of 7,541 to 1. The two previous expeditions to conquer had failed to establish even a settlement in the new world. But Cortez had already conquered much of the South American continent and he knew what to do. And what Cortez did right after that is when he landed, he, he did this just amazing thing and it's an epic tale of mythic proportions. He issued an order that turned his mission into an all or nothing proposition, not just for him, but for everyone with him. And his command was this, burn the ships. As his crew watched their fleet of ships burn and sink, they came to terms with the fact, <laughs> retreat is not an option. And I know that this may uh, seem pretty far out, but let's look closely at the lesson that we can learn from this. Nine out of 10 times, failure is us resorting to looking back or going with plan B when plan A gets too risky, too costly, or too difficult. See, successful people, they do not have a plan B. It's plan A or nothing spiritually. Spiritually successful people would rather crash and burn going after their God-ordained dreams than to succeed at anything else. So today, we're gonna to talk about this. Don't look back. If you have your Bibles or if you'd like to, you can look on your uh, digital device with us at one verse of scripture right now, Luke chapter nine, verse 62 in the New American Standard Bible. It reads like this, but Jesus said to him, no one after putting his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. The society in the society we live in today, we're taught we need to always have a backup plan, right? A contingency plan, something to fall back on just in case what we're doing doesn't, doesn't pan out. 
It's very common for us to see people padding their portfolios, adding extra into their 401k and their 403b plans in order to just try to make sure that they have a plan B that they can fall back on in case the job or the retirement doesn't work out exactly how they had it planned. Well, in the marketplace and in business, this is just, you know, sound reasoning and great planning and thoughtfulness. And we even teach our children, you know, get good grades and, you know, uh, at least try and, and apply yourself in school because, you know, we want them to have that education that they can fall back on in order to get where they want to go in life. But we tell them, you know, make sure you have your, your plan B just in case you change your mind or just in case uh, something happens. Most educational counselors uh, will tell you uh, all various institutions, whether it's college or high school, whatever, they're telling students have a plan A and a plan B so that you can make sure that you graduate and you get a degree in something, right? If you're going to go to college, they want you to graduate with something. Well, as a Boy Scout, I learned that we were always supposed to be prepared. So uh, no matter what situation we found ourselves in, we were always supposed to be prepared. We were always supposed to have a backup plan to make sure that we were ready for whatever happened and we would always have a backup if something went wrong. Well, this is all great and wonderful sound reasoning when it's left outside the church. But let's read today from 1 Kings chapter 19. I want to read about uh, Elisha. I want us to read in 1 Kings 19 verses 19 through 21. This is a very interesting story and it really applies to what we're talking about here in the next few minutes. Verse 19, so he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, while he was plowing with 12 pairs of oxen before him and he with the 12th. And Elijah passed over to him and threw his mantle on him. He left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Please let me kiss my father and my mother, then I will follow you. And he said to him, Go back again, for what have I done to you? So he returned from following him and took the pair of oxen and sacrificed them and boiled their flesh with the implements of oxen and gave it to the people and they ate. Then he arose and followed Elijah and ministered to him. What a powerful scripture. What a, what a, what a story. Uh, the problem for most of us is that we are way too Christian to really enjoy sin, but you know we're also way too sinful to completely enjoy Jesus Christ. We've got just enough Jesus to be informed, but we don't have enough to truly be transformed. That's what we're talking about today. That's what the, the point of this message is today. Romans chapter 11 and verse 29 tells us, for the gifts and the callings of God, they are without repentance. So what do we do? What, what is it that we're supposed to do? Well, we got to get on the straight and narrow and never look back. Somebody look at your neighbor, whoever's sitting next to you right now, time say, don't look back. Amen. God doesn't save us with the intention of letting us fall back into the same stuff or worse than we came out of. And too many people today, they're just in church for what benefit it is to them. We get saved because we don't want to go to hell. We praise because we, we want to receive a blessing or, or we want to see God move on our behalf. We pay our tithes instead of bringing our tithes because we don't want to deal with the curse of the devourer on our finances. And we only want to hear those things that edify and encourage us because God forbid anybody tell us that there may be some changes that we need to take, that need to take place in our lives. 
And so these and many more ideas and feelings, they're very common to surface level Christianity. That's why you see masses flocking to feel good experiences online, feel good church experiences uh, in person. Why? Because that makes them feel better about themselves, but it doesn't do anything for their eternity. Let's go beyond that today. I hope to challenge you to turn from your old way of doing things, to get on this path with Jesus, and then don't look back. You've got nothing to lose. You've got everything to gain. This is what uh, exactly what Elisha did when he turned his plowing equipment into kindling and he barbecued his oxen. It was the Last Supper. It was his Last Supper. He said goodbye to his old life and, and he threw a party for his friends to make sure that everybody knew this was the end for him. He was finished with that life. Burning his plowing equipment was Elisha's way of burning the ships. See, he couldn't go back to his old way of life because he destroyed the time machine that would take him back. It was the end of Elisha the farmer and it was the beginning of Elisha the prophet. And some of you might be thinking, well, that's great, Pastor, but what is that? how does that apply to me? What, what, what does that mean to me? It doesn't matter what addictions you might have from the past. And it doesn't matter what the goal uh, is that God has for your future life. Until you burn the ships, you can never leave the past. Until you make a commitment and have a made up mind that you won't turn around, you can never leave the past. This was Elisha's deciding moment. Elisha wasn't just buying in. No, he was selling out. And that's, that's what you have to do when you get on a path of commitment with Jesus Christ. You have to make a huge decision, but it has to be followed up by dramatic action. Proverbs 23 verse 23 tells us, buy the truth and sell it not. There was a rich young ruler that came to Jesus and he said, I want to know what I need to do to inherit eternal life or have eternal life. And Jesus said, you got to sell everything that you have. And he had done all the other commandments and he thought that was should be enough. But uh, he wasn't willing to sell all that he had. But the disciples of Jesus, they were willing to leave everything and, and to do everything that they had to do in order to. They sold out completely. And so uh, the young ruler went away sorrowful because he wasn't willing to sell out for Jesus. He, he went away sorrowful because uh, Jesus knew if we weren't willing to lose our life that we could never truly find it. So he instructed us that the best way for us to find our life is to lose it. And that those he said that actually thought that they uh, had found life, they had actually lost it. Why? Because in Jesus Christ, it seems really upside down and it may be hard for us to comprehend. But after I've lived for God for several years, I've now come to realize that living completely surrendered to God is truly the best life possible. So here's a line I want you to remember. This is what Jesus was trying to get across to the rich young ruler that he never really got. And it's this line right here. I choose to lose. Say that right now. Say, I choose to lose. That's right. I, I choose to lose. I choose to lose my life in Christ so that I can find the greatest life possible. I choose to lose because losing is winning with God. He said, I didn't just come to give you life, but life more abundantly. So when we lose, you ultimately lose whatever you keep and you ultimately keep whatever you lose for the cause of Christ. I know it, it may be a little confusing, but stay with me. If you get back more than you gave up, have you really sacrificed anything at all? I say that because the things that we call sacrifice are really not that much sacrifice in the long run. The eternal reward always outweighs the temporal sacrifice. 
And I believe that at the end of the day, the judgment day, our only regret will be whatever we did not give back to God. What are you withholding from God? What secret things are you holding on to? You need to let go. You need to turn those over and you need to go all in with God today and not turn back. If you have not surrendered your life to God through repentance, through water baptism in Jesus' name, that's where you start today. Turn your life over to Jesus. And if you'll do that, you'll be baptized in the name of Jesus. He will fill you with his spirit. He wants to give you a better future than you can even imagine right now. But first, the first thing you've got to do is give all of yourself to him. You have to start going his direction. You have to get on the path with Jesus Christ. If you're not there, today's your day. Just kneel down right where you are and begin to repent and turn your life life over to God. Just begin to talk to him right where you are. When God calls you out of darkness into light, he does it for a reason. He places his spirit within you. It's not so that you'll ever return back to the way that things used to be. Elisha did what any wise and committed person would do in that position. He eliminated plan B. He, he got on the path and he burned the ships and he said, I won't look back. There's no greater calling. There's no greater purpose on his life than what he had just obtained. He made up his mind right then and there. Things will never be the same. Elisha would never go back. He would never again pick up the plow. He would never hesitate in the calling that had been placed upon him. He made his decision. His decision was final. And just to be sure, there was no temptation for him to return back to that former life. He was going to eliminate anything that could remind him of the backup plan. And that's what we have to do today. We have no greater calling or purpose in our lives than to live to the fullest the life that God has called us to. Since he filled us with his spirit and he came to live inside of us, things will never be the same. And we have to make up our minds that we will never go back. And at the same time, if there are temptations, there, there are some strings that would pull us back into that backup plan or, or going back to the worldly ways that we came out of or cause us to look back uh, fondly at our old life of sin. We've got to eliminate those things from our life. When Lot and his family were leaving Sodom and Gomorrah, the angels had come and they told Lot, get your family out. Make sure that you go and, and don't turn around. Don't look back. And the scripture tells us in the gospels that we should remember Lot's wife. Why is it so important? Why that uh, little short, tiny verse that says, remember Lot's wife? Because when you put your hand to the plow and you look back, the scripture tells us we're not fit for the kingdom of God. And Lot's wife, she, when she was leaving, for whatever reason, she turned around and looked back. It, I don't know if it was a relationship. I don't know if it was a family that she was leaving behind or, or just the cares of the life that she had had in Sodom and Gomorrah. But when they left, the scripture says that Lot's wife turned around and instantly she became a pillar of salt. She became a monument for all who would pass by her to remember that she had disobeyed the command that was given her. She was given a way of escape, but she looked back. And I would tell you today that that is the strong warning for each and every one of us today. We've got to get on this path with Jesus Christ. We've got to take the way of escape that has been made for us and don't look back. 
I want to tell you today that there are so many of us that we have uh, opportunities and ways that we could look back. We could we could mess up. We could we could uh, turn around. But but God gives us a great opportunity. How many of you have ever gone on a diet or you purposed in your mind you were going to lose weight? And, and you, when you do that, you do everything you can to be successful. So the first thing that you had to do when you wanted to lose weight was you have to go through the house and go through the whole house, get everything that would keep you from reaching your goal and you have to get rid of it, right? You get rid of the Twinkies, get rid of the cookies, get rid of all the uh, sweet stuff that you know you are gonna be wanting to snack on. Why? Because you don't wanna change your mind. You wanna lose weight and you don't wanna make it too easy. James 1.8 in the King James says, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Too many times we come to God and we ask him, save us, God, change us, lead us, guide us. But all the while, we got one eye looking back to the old self. What makes us comfortable? And it's like, just in case he doesn't, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I know God's gonna use me and he's, uh, he, he loves me and he wants to do something great in my life. Just in case he doesn't do it the way I think he should, I wanna keep my options open. But when we eliminate the backup plan, and when we quit trying to look back, you know, we free up God's hands to move and to work in our lives. Whenever we have faith enough to allow him to have control, guess what? The best is yet to come. When we let God have his way and we quit turning around, we quit looking back, we can allow God to do what he wants to do in our lives. In Mark chapter 10, verse 29 and 30, Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels. But he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life. Remember the rich young ruler and the disciples that we talked about earlier? The disciples had left everything and they said, Jesus, what, what does this mean for us? How is this gonna be good for us? Jesus said, you're gonna not only reap benefits in this life, but you will have eternal life in the world to come. The devil would like to convince you that you might as well just quit. You should just look back. You should stick with your backup plan. I mean, keep that around, at least leave those options open so that you can go back to whatever makes you comfortable in the world. You know, if people in the church hurt you, if you fail and mess up, what if everything doesn't go according to the plan? You need to, today, you need to make a decision. You need to gather up your oxen. You need to gather up your plow and those things that make you feel comfortable and you need to burn the backup plan. You need to burn the ships today. You need to make it one less option that you have to deal with. Have your mind made up for good. I, I've, I've been married for uh, over 20 years now and I've got a wonderful wife and three wonderful children. But I wonder how my wife, Kathy, I wonder how she would feel if I said, hey babe, I love you and I know, I know we're gonna stay together forever because you really love me too and, and you want what's best for me. But you know, uh, honey, just in case it doesn't work out between us for whatever reason, I'm gonna keep in contact with this other lady that I know because I need that security that I'll always have someone. Wow, can you imagine how she would respond? How could, how could her and I even hope to proceed in a relationship like that? My wife, you know, some of you know her, my wife would look at me and in her nice tone, she would tell me, you better make up your mind, it's her or me. In our Christian life, walking on the straight and narrow path with Jesus, it's all about our relationship with him. What kind of relationship do you wanna have with Jesus? A part-time, a half-time? or a full-time relationship. 
in order for us to become everything that God has intended for us to be and for us to not lose out with him in any way, shape or form, you've got to make a commitment that you won't look back. His word says it. It says, if we put our hand to the plow, if we go about living in the kingdom of God and giving God everything that we have, but then we turn around, it says we're not fit. That means we will not stay in the kingdom of God. Pastor, are you saying that in serving God, there can be no change of course? Oh, absolutely not. God has changed my course many times. But the one thing that never changes is the place, the the calling that God placed upon my life, the, the, the places that he's put me, they may change, but the calling has never changed. You might say, Pastor, but I, I'm not like you. I don't feel like God has called me into anything. Well, I know one thing. He's called you out of darkness and he called you into his marvelous light. So what I think you should do today is go after a closer relationship with Jesus. Go after more love, more truth, greater knowledge than you have ever experienced before with him. Get into his word, talk to him more and spend more time in his presence. Your backup plan would be to turn your back on your relationship with God. For some, it would be to forfeit the call of God that he's placed on your life for ministry or or to be something less than what God has planned for you and for your family. Can I tell you, this world is crazy right now, but whatever happens, God is in control and he has a great plan for your life. He knows the path that you take and nothing is hid from him. He said, I know the thoughts that I think toward you. That's what the scripture tells us. He says, I know the thought, thoughts of peace, of joy, of prosperity. His plan for us is greater than any other idea or opportunity that might come our way. So some of you that are watching today, you're going to make a decision. You're going to make a decision for good or bad. You're going to make a decision. And I hope that you'll choose to eliminate the backup plan. I hope that you'll choose to get on the straight and narrow. By doing so, you will free God's hands to work for you. The devil has lied to some of you and he's convinced you it's not possible for you to live for God, but he's a liar. Some of you, he has convinced you that, uh, you know, things aren't going to work out and it's not going to be good for you. And God can't do that in your life. He can't use you in that way, but the devil is a liar. Remember Lot's wife? She had a way of escape. She had a, a future ahead of her, but instead of following in that certain future, She chose to turn around, and one of the strongest verses in the Bible is that three-word verse, remember Lot's wife. Today, if you're listening and you're watching and you're you're wondering, how does this, how how can I apply this right now? How can I start right now and and get this working in my life? You've got to have a made-up mind. If your mind isn't already made up, I'm going to live for God. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to be everything he wants me to be. And what you need to do right now is you need to find a place to pray. And you need to say, God, I need you. God, I, I want to get rid of the ships in my life that could take me back to the old life. I want to get, get rid of the things that would pull me back to that, that way of life that I would be worldly and carnally minded. And I would only be doing what pleased me. And today you have this great opportunity. You have an awesome opportunity that you can uh, just take this, this time right now and say, God, 
I feel that you have spoken to me through pastor. I feel like, like uh, Elisha did when Elijah came and, and threw the mantle. And, and I feel, God, that mantle of your presence, even as we are on this live stream right now. And I, I feel that presence, God, that you are moving in my, uh, in my sanctuary of where I am right now. And you have let your spirit come into this place so that I could experience it and so that I could feel your pull and your call on my life. And so right now, God, today, I respond to you. I want you just to do that right now. Wherever you are, begin to respond to him. You need to have a made up mind. Maybe you, uh, maybe you were on the path with Jesus Christ, but you veered off, or maybe you've turned around and gone back. Maybe there are some things that you just need to repent of and turn over to God. Maybe there's a relationship that uh, needs to be uh, put out of your life. Maybe there's a habit that you need to get the victory over. And you say, I don't know how I'm gonna do this. You, you can get the victory. I promise you, God will help you. And maybe there's just some, some things in your life, some worries, some struggles that you're dealing with right now. And you're, you're saying, Pastor, you just don't understand where I am, but he does understand where you are. He knows everything about you. He sees you right where you are right now and he loves you. It doesn't matter what you've done or what you haven't done. He is reaching for you right now, but you've gotta have a made up mind. You've gotta, you've gotta make up right now in your mind and say, God, I'm gonna eliminate the backup plan. God, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my hand to the plow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember, God, that you have done so many good things in my life, and you have made your plan and your gospel and your word and your spirit available to me. And God, I want to hold on to that. So today, Amen. As we close, I want you just to pray with me. I want you just to reach out to God wherever you are, whatever's going on in your life right now. Let's reach out to God, Jesus. We call out to you right now. There are those that are trying to decide, God, between heaven and hell, between uh, life and death, Lord Jesus. And God, we encourage them right now, Lord. We inspire them. We are trying to lift them up with your word, God, and and not only inspire but also warn, Lord Jesus, that you are coming back so very soon, and that we need to make up our minds and we need to go all out with you and not look back. I pray, God, that you would speak into their lives and into their hearts in this time right now where they are. And as they turn their life over to you, God, that they would be filled with the peace and the joy that only you can bring. And God, as you fill their life with peace and joy, their others are going to see it and you are going to allow your glory to shine through them. It's going to bring you such great glory and great honor. And so, God, we thank you for what you're going to do in advance. Move right now in this place, in Jesus' name. Give me a hand putting this flag up. Maybe later. 
Actually, I'd love to. And here I thought guys your age just wanted to talk about girls and face Graham on Insta Twitter. So close, Graham. So close. So, uh, where's this flag going? Out front, like always. But there's already a flag out front. Yeah, this is true. So, two flags? Grandpa, this isn't a double rainbow thing, is it? One flag is enough, don't you think? What's a double rainbow thing? You know the video where he's in his backyard and he can't understand why there's two rainbows and... You just kind of have to see it. To answer your question, I'm swapping the flags out. One out front, I fly you around. But this one, it's just for today. How come? Okay, this is one of those moments you wait for. There may as well be a neon sign that says, dispense wisdom here. So what do I say to my grandson, whose generation seems more interested in selfies and sacrifice? What do I tell him about this flag? Come on. So, I fly this one every day just to remind myself. Of what? Of all those men and women who serve us, who protect us every day. Usually without much thanks. Without anybody even noticing how much they sacrifice. I don't want to forget that. So I fly this one to honor those men and women. Okay, I get that. But why this fly today? Well, I fly this particular flag to honor a buddy of mine, a guy I served with. Do I know him? No. I wish you could have. So what makes you want to honor him? Because he didn't come home. just as easily could have been me. I don't want to forget that. I don't want to forget any other men and women who didn't get to come home. You know, sacrifice is not something you forget, Grant. So, that's why this particular flag, on this particular day, You know what? You do it. Me? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Can you hold my phone? Sure. My name is Gavin. And my name is Maddox. And we are members of the First Impressions team here at The Crossroads. If you are a guest, or if this is the first time you're watching us live, we'd like to offer you a free gift just for connecting with us through the electronic connection card. Please text the word LOVE, L-O-V-E, 
to the number 502-200-8425. We look forward to connecting with you. Special prayer requests can be made by putting them in your digital connection card or simply by contacting the church. We are here to pray with you. If you are ready to experience water baptism in Jesus' name, we can arrange that for you today. Just call us. We encourage you to read the Bible with us daily on the YouVersion Bible app. On this app, we can read the Bible together and even post prayers to share. The link will be in the e-bulletin. Please subscribe and like our Facebook page, YouTube channel, and live stream channel for future updates and events. If you have any questions or any concerns, please contact us immediately. We love our community, and we are here to serve you in any way we can. Thank you so much for making the effort to stay connected during this time of social distancing. to share some M&Ms with the boys. I opened up a brand new package, so they both got about 10 to 12 pieces each. After they ate on their M&Ms for just a few minutes, I asked them if I could have one. Now, I didn't want to do this initially. I wanted them to wait and I wanted them to eat a few pieces just to see how it would feel after knowing that they only had, you know, five or six pieces left. So after I asked each one of them, can mommy have a piece? Surprisingly, they both said yes and they handed me one. Now don't let it fool you because it doesn't always happen. It was just a, you know, a spur of the moment thing and they were both okay with it. Usually at least one of them will say, no, this is mine or I only have one left or, but mommy, you know, you can have some later. So if you think about it, this is a lot like tithing and giving in general across the board. So when God gives to us, he provides for us through our job or through our income of any sort. Sometimes if we wait and if we don't give God what he, what he is owed initially, sometimes it's hard for us. It's hard for us to be left with just a small portion of that and then to say, okay, God, now this part is yours. So if you think of the scripture, Proverbs 3 and 9, it says, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the fruitfulness of your crops. And notice the word fruitfulness. Not only does God first symbolize that he is number one in our lives, but it's also easier. It's easier to give to God when he is number one. And when you don't have to think, I only have this much left of what God has given me. If you give to God first, it will be easy to do everything else. So here are a few easy ways to give with no physical contact today in service by texting GIVE, G-I-V-E, to the phone number 502-200-8425.
You can also give in person by dropping your envelope with your offering in the offering bowl before you leave. You can also text any amount to the number 84321, for example, 50 to 84321. Thank you so much for joining us today for our online worship experience. We want you to know that we are meeting again in person and we would love for you to come and join us. And uh, we have room by RSVP or registration only online. You can do that through our website at the crossroads, thecrossrds.com. Uh, or you can do that if you are a church, if you have our church center app, you can do that through our church center app. You can RSVP. We have Saturday nights at seven and Sundays at 11. And we in invite you to come to an in-person service soon. We have some special recommendations that you can read about uh, to keep everybody safe with social distancing. Uh, but we are excited that we're able to get back together and we invite you to come and join us for that. Also, don't forget, we have a, a brand new series coming up very soon on our Wednesday night online experience uh, that we are going to be talking about the mind. If you are dealing with uh, things in your mind and some attacks on your mind, you'll want to tune into that. God is going to do some incredible things. It has been my privilege and my honor to speak to you today. Thank you so much for joining us and may God bless you. We look forward to seeing you again very soon and even in person. God bless you.